when he returns, will he find faith on the earth? And I want us to answer this morning, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You will find faith on the earth. You will find it in me. You will find it in my brother. You will find it in my sister. Because we are a company of people that have faith in you. We are a company of people that believe in you. We are a company of people that will not give up. No matter what may be happening around us. No matter what storm may come our way. No matter what challenge. No matter what the world may be saying. But we will be a company of people that will have great faith. So that when he returns, he is returning for a people full of faith. Are you full of faith this morning? Those watching us online, are you full of faith this morning? When he comes back, is he going to find you full of faith? Ready for him. That's how we prepare ourselves. We prepare ourselves ready for him by building ourselves up in the most holy faith. Let's just bow our heads. Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you this morning, for those of us that our faith, Lord, has waned, for those of us that our faith, Lord, has, has it's not where it used to be, God. Where we stop trusting you, where we, we don't believe, Lord, as much as we used to. This morning, we're asking you, Lord, build our faith. That when you return, you will find faith on the earth in me. You will find faith on the earth in my brother. Faith on the earth in my sister. That you will find a company of people all over the world, Lord. There will be people full of faith. That we will begin to trust you more, God. That we will not give up so easily, my God. But we will trust you. We will be persistent, my God. Because, Lord, we love like this woman, Lord, who was persistent and she kept going to a person that was unjust. We are coming before a God who is a faithful God. We are coming before a God who is true to his word and his promises. And what he said he will do, he will do. So we thank you, God. Build us up, Lord. Help us as your people to continue feeding into our faith, my God. Not to lose our trust and our hope in you. But to know, Lord Jesus, that in you we live and we move and we have our being. So we pray, Lord, even for the furtherance of this meeting, for our worship team. Touch them and anoint them. Use them, my God, powerfully this morning. For those, Lord Jesus, the sons and daughters that will share this morning. Touch them and anoint them, my God, that they will bring forth powerful words that will build, up, build us up, God. For those that are watching online, for those that are here in, this, in the sanctuary this morning, we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will touch them. Build up their faith, my God. They will leave this place, Lord Jesus, full of faith, full of power, and full of your anointing. In Jesus' name, we ask these mercies. Amen. Amen. Well, good day to you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We pray you will be blessed. Over to the worship team. Hallelujah, good morning and welcome and we're going to praise God this morning, Amen Amen, come on, it's all about giving Him the glory because nothing is impossible without God, Amen we got to believe it right now because we live by faith and not by sight, Amen Now you can put on your dancing shoes and you can clap right now and join us right now Here we go
we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. And thank you, Lord, that we can come to you and give you praise this morning, O oh God. Because you're the God of the do it again right now. Your promise still stands, O oh Father.
our voices and give him all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We acknowledge that you are truly an awesome and a mighty God. We acknowledge that you are truly a great God. There is no one like you. and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. 
I will confirm my covenant between you and your and you between me and you, and will greatly increase your numbers. Abraham fell face down and said, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You will be the father of many nations. No longer will you be called Abram, your name will be Abraham, and I will make you very fruitful, and I will make you nations. Uh, nations of you and kings will come from you. I will establish my covenant, an everlasting covenant between you, me and you and your descendants and your generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. This was a promise that God gave to Abraham that he will be a father of many nations. But in between that promise, there was a great testing that was going to come over Abraham. And then we go to, to the book of, uh, the, sorry, chapter 22. And from verse 1 it says, Some time later God tested Abraham. And he said, Abraham, here I am, he replied. And then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I will tell you about. And early the next morning, Abraham got up and said, Saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. And when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out to the place that God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey, while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and we will come back to you. When God asks us for a sacrifice, He's not really interested in the sacrifice, but he's interested in our surrendering. In the time of our faith being tested, it's not about the what and who the sacrifice is, but it is our attitude to how we go and give the sacrifice. Now here, when Abraham waited for his, his only son that God had promised him, the one that would make him a father of many nations, when he, when he sees and he hears this, that God says to him, take your son, your only son, and go to the mountain and sacrifice him. I wonder what was going through the mind of Abraham at that time. If we had to place ourselves in his shoes, and we had to think, this child that you promised me, that was my promise. You now want me to take him into the mountain and to sacrifice him? And so he goes. He does not leave anything behind. The Bible says he takes the wood, he takes whatever he needs, including his son, and go up the mountain. Sometimes we can leave things behind and we can use it as an excuse to say we are not yet ready. But in our surrendering, it means that we're giving our everything. Yeah. We are prepared to take everything that God is saying to us to go and do what he's called us to completion. So even when he went on the mountain, he laid his son there. He tied him up. And his son even had to ask him, but daddy, where's the sacrifice? And yet he didn't say anything to his son. Because he wanted his son to have this picture of who God is. Now he couldn't tell the young boy, God wants me to sacrifice you. Because in his faith, he knew who God was. He knew the promise and he knew that somewhere, even though he may not understand it, but God's got a plan. Yeah. And so we need to understand that when we have a promise,
promise from God, whether it's from his word, or whether it's from a prophetic declaration, whether it's an impression on our heart, that we need to believe with all of our hearts that if testings and challenges come our way, that it's God has a plan out as, at the end of the day. Yeah. It does not matter how it may hurt us or how it may challenge our, our faith or what it may do to us. But we say, God, I will surrender all. You know, when we sing that song, we say, I surrender, I surrender all. We don't sing it just because it's words that we know or a song or a tune that we know. It's yes, I surrender all. Because like we said just now, he is Alpha, he is Omega. He knows the beginning from the end. And so if we say, Lord, I am trusting you fully, I know that you are a faithful God and my faithfulness to you in return is that I will surrender everything. Then the next thing that we look at is when we, when we see, when we see this, uh, in this passage of scripture, God tests us not so that he can see how strong we are. Because God knows how strong you are. God knows everything. Yeah. And he fearfully and he wonderfully made us and he knows everything about who we are as a person. And he knows how strength. But when he tests us, he tests us because he wants us to discover how strong we are. Come on. Amen. Yes. He wants to just you, you to discover how strong you are. Abraham discovered how strong he was when he obeyed the, the Lord irrespective of how he was feeling. And he walked up that mountain. It took him a couple of days to go there. Imagine in that time what must have been going through him, the turmoil in his heart and in his mind and thinking, how can I escape this or how is this going to happen? You know, we always play the scenarios out in our own lives when we think of the challenges that we go through and we try to work it out on our own as to how God is going to do it. But in that time, God shows you how strong you are. How many of you today, and I know so many of you, not all of you that are sitting here today, that have gone through challenges, that have gone through times of hardship, and you are here today and you are strong because God has allowed you to discover your strength. Yeah. So the next time you go through something, it does not affect you in that way that it, it, it did before because you know your strength in God. How about us today? How many of us are saying, Lord, yes, uh, you use me. Use me in the way that you know, the, the way that you created me and what I can handle and what I can take. God's promise to Abraham in Genesis 12, in Genesis uh, 17, and then he goes on when he's in, in Genesis 22, and then he says, the angel of the Lord in verse uh, 15, it says, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, this is again him remind God reminding Abraham of his promise. And he says, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand in the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of the, um, uh, the enemies and through your offspring. All the nations on the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. 
And so when God tested Abraham, it was for him to, to see how he would surrender, to see how strong, uh, to, for Abraham to see how strong he was as a person and his faith in God, and also to remind him again that because you have obeyed me, Abraham, and here he says, when he, when he speaks about it, he said, I will bless you. And your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky, as much as the sand in the seashore. Once again, and not only does he just give him a promise, but he multiplies that promise to Abraham. And I'm believing today that when we as a company of people, as believers in the kingdom, when we are faithful to God, God is going to do things beyond and above what we can think or imagine. Yeah. We have to believe that, that there is a fulfillment of the promise of God over our lives when we are faithful, irrespective of how great the test is, how small the test is, or whatever it comes our way and however it changes who we are. Let's be obedient to the Lord this day. Because when we are faithful, our promise is fulfilled. Let's just bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you this morning. Truly, Lord, you are an awesome God. Thank you for the promise that you give us, every one of us, oh God. That we are your children, we are your people, we are your sons, we are your daughters. Yeah. And Lord, that you are our God. And because you are our God, you are a faithful God. Mm. And we've seen your hand over our lives time and time again. We've seen, oh God, how through our testings, Lord, and through our times of trial and challenges, how, oh God, when we have been faithful and obedient to you, that God, you have come through for us. You've heard and you've answered our prayers. And so today, oh God, we pray that, Lord, let there be, oh God, an increased fulfillment, Lord, of the promises that you have blessed us with. That as your children, oh God, we will remain forever faithful and obedient to you. So, Lord, now we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 You are blessed this morning. Amen. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, I'd like to thank Pastor Gerald and the leadership for, for the opportunity to, to share a word this morning. Can we just bow our heads and pray? Father, I thank you right now. Thank you for your presence that we feel, Lord, this morning. And even as I would share, Father God, let this be, Lord, from you, Lord, from your throne room, Lord. You lead me and guide me this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So the foundation of my of my word for today is based on our word for the ministry for Potter's House for 2021, and that's faithfulness and fulfillment. And the scripture for the year was Philippians uh, chapter 1, verse 6, and it says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I've titled my message, you know, based on the foundation. Um, it's not over until God says it's over. Yes. Amen? Amen? Amen. It's not over until God says it's over. So have you ever wondered why watching a series or a movie keeps you captivated, attracted, at times curious, anxious, and who knows this one here, in suspense, especially with the, uh, you know, with, uh, with the thrillers and the action. If you like myself and my wife, the reason for that is because, well, I guess we all are the same. We all are waiting to find out what happens at the end. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. 
it's it's true and i think it's only human nature but in that process and while we're waiting for that we tend to start determining our own end yeah. amen uh, we start having our own intuitions and what we think the story would outlay itself and how the ending will be only to find out at the end of the series of the movie it had nothing to do with what you thought about it. Yeah. amen so we determine our own ending so just like that i believe that god keeps us in suspense amen until his plans for our lives start unfolding it might not happen in the first season and you might know that by watching the series that the ending doesn't come in the first or the second or the third and if it's one of those long seasons of a, of, of a series it might even take about six or seven seasons so just like that and might not happen in the first season or the second but you got to keep tuned in until you get to the last season and as i would say this morning to the season that god has determined and predestined for your life for our lives amen so you might be asking okay fine you know i hear you this morning so i want to take you on a journey this morning with me if you can turn with your bibles to to uh, to kings first kings chapter 19 verses 1 to 8 and it reads now ahab told jezebel everything elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword so jezebel sent a message to elijah to say may the gods deal with me be it ever so severely if by this time tomorrow i do not make your life like that of one of them elijah was afraid and ran for his life when he came to Bathsheba in judah he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey to the desert he came to a broom tree sat down under it and prayed that he might die i have had enough lord he said take my life i am no better than my ancestors then he lay down under the tree and fell asleep. All at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was a cake of bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached for the mountain of God. Amen. Then God's words for his reading. So in this scripture, and I know it's a, it's a very common scripture and you all would have read this previously. But we see here that Elijah is afraid. Amen. We, we see that the Israelite, uh, the Israelite people are after him. And he comes to a point that he feels it's time for him to die. Remember right now. He feels that he's had enough. He feels that it's time for him to die. And what we see is that the Lord sends his angel, not once, but twice. Because doesn't that show that God was not over with him? Amen. Doesn't that show us that God's plan for his life was not over? He even gave him sustenance. You know, he gave him food to eat. Because it says in the second time when the angel came along and he says, the journey ahead is far too long. Eat. And drink so just like that is it possible that we are responsible for our own premature deaths be it physically or be it spiritually now why I say this is that if you if you would read the scripture in Kings and from from 1st Kings 19 to 2nd Kings 
2 verses 11 when Elijah was eventually taken up by the Lord there was a mandate that he still had to fulfill yeah. he still had to come across Jehu he still had to anoint Elisha to take over the mantle and remember this as well that Elisha didn't ask for anything else but a double portion of the anointing that was upon Elijah now imagine if he chose to die and that was it and God didn't take over from there that that we wouldn't be here I believe right now that the church of God what happened in this portion of scripture and what was fulfilled played a part in many accounts of men and women of the Bible that led to where we are today as, as the church of God. Amen? Amen? The experiences, the, the connections, the anointing, it all stemmed from this. So, is it possible that we are responsible for our own premature deaths? You see, sometimes, and I, and I, and I say this because you know, I, I, I'm also guilty, we give up too easily. As one would say, uh, you know, in the natural and, and for example, you know, I, I take Rocky because I, I, I love Rocky. It's, a, it's an awesome boxing movie. If you, if you watched it or if you haven't, please do so. And, you know, it's like when Rocky gets his first punch, does he give up? No. And I like the part where he says, you ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. You know, because he's trying to say that I can still take more. I have the strength within me. It's not when he got his first punch and he was out and he gave up. No, he persevered further. What are we decreeing and what are we declaring? You see, Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. So what you speak, it's what shall be decreed and what shall be declared and what will come to pass. You see, when you confess with your mouth, it will happen. So if you're confessing that you will die and that you've given up and that it's over, it will happen. But if you're speaking life, if you're speaking life over your sickness, if you're speaking life over your challenges, if you're speaking life because you've lost your job or you, you've lost your car or you, you've lost your finances or, or, or you've come up from this pandemic and, and it's something that has, has, has really you know, hurt you and your family and if you say that I've got no hope or if you say that I give up, then you need to ask yourself, where are you right now with your relationship without God? Yeah. Amen? Amen? Because remember something, God never said that this walk was going to be easy. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, He didn't say that we must just die. Because the Bible says that He gave us life and life abundantly. That when we rise up, we rise up knowing that our Father has already determined. Because remember Church of God, remember people of God, sons and daughters. He knew you before you were even formed yeah. in your mother's womb. Yeah. He knew which family you were going to belong to. He knew which job or what life you would live. But remember along the way, we tend to do our own thing. We tend to make our own decisions. We tend to choose our own ending before God can even intervene and take control. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. Is this true? Amen? Yeah. Uh, I'm being real this morning. You see, you got to stop for that very moment when you feel like dying, like how Elijah and you got to ask yourself, Lord, is this the plan that you have for me? You see, the closer relationship we have with God, the closer we get to God, the closer that we want God to be in our lives is when something activates. we got to be prepared to journey on this, on this season upon season. Every season is different. There's a season to, to be born. 
there's a season to 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 be a young a minor it's a, there's a season to become a teenager to be an adult there's a season for everything in the book of Ecclesiastes but we got to hold on strong as the word of God says that he who be, uh, began a good work will bring it to completion. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If God spoke word upon your life and it, you rose up this morning as the, as the song says, if I'm not dead, you're not done. Amen. Come on. If, if you're sitting here today or if you're joining me here today, wherever you are, if you're alive this morning, it means that God is not done with you. Yeah. It means that if you receive the word upon your life, maybe years ago or maybe recently, that word will come to pass if only you believe right now. Yeah. Amen. If you only take God by his word right now, you know, if, if I'm not dead, you're not done, Lord. So this morning, I'll... I, I want to encourage you amongst everything. Choose to live and not die. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Choose to live. Just to just to enjoy, you know, just being alive in the morning. Because sometimes in life we we forget about the simple things. And the simple things really mean a lot right now. Amen. So post-pandemic, we should be a people of God that are rising up and saying, I'm alive today to fulfill the mandate for my life. I stand here today not to just to sharing a word to you, but I receive this word for myself and my life as well. You know, and, and in closing, I want to encourage you that the only way that we can do this and we can get stronger is if we continue to serve willingly, be Christ-like and be examples, be humble, be self-controlled and alert, because we know that the devil prowls like a roaring lion. And lastly, stand firm in your faith. First Peter speaks about this. So this morning, I encourage you that it's not over until God says it's over. Amen. Amen. I pray you are blessed. I'm going to hand you over to me. Amen. I greet you all in Jesus' name. I just want to thank the pastor and the leadership for uh, giving me the opportunity to share this morning. Let's just bow with a word of prayer. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We just thank you for another opportunity to come before your throne room of grace this morning. I pray, Father God, that you would anoint my lips with the coals of fire from your very throne room this day. Let every word that proceeds from my mouth come from your very throne room, Lord. I pray that those that are under the the, the hearing of my voice, Lord, minister to them, Holy Spirit, begin to speak into their lives. And whatever is said this day, let it be a world that would challenge and change and position us for that which you have called us to do. In this time and in this season, we pray, Lord. We thank you and we ask all these mercies in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. I believe those of you that are in Porter's house, that you know every year that we have... Uh, the, a prophetic word for the church. I don't believe it's a theme. I believe it's a prophetic word. We've seen it come to vision year and year uh, over over. And I pray that this morning when you look at the word faithfulness and fulfillment, for me it means if we come faithful before God, He will fulfill everything that He said He will do. Every word that was spoken over your life, every prophetic word in the season will be fulfilled. Yes. But there needs to be a connection with this house. I believe that the set man over this house, 
has been placed with a mandate for this time and the season. And I, and I also believe that even God has positioned us as a house because of we've asked God time and time again, we said, God, here we are, use us. And this is a preparation for what is happening in this season. I believe when you look at what is going on and, and the pandemic and we talk about what has happened, but this is what God is saying. This is your deliverance. Because that for too long the church has stayed silent and we have allowed ourselves to become confirmed to the standards of this world. We have allowed the world to dictate how we, how we manage in the church. And when, I'm going to clarify this this morning. When you look at Romans 12 and verse 2, it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will God's will is perfect yeah. it's perfect every one of us sitting here you know that God has a plan and a purpose for your life and I'm going to speak this morning you know uh, when we were sharing and we were preparing every one of us I felt the words were coming together last night Sharon gave me to print and she spoke on Psalms 1 and uh, verse 1 to 6. I had the same scripture. And I said, Lord, I can't come from the same house and share exactly what God is putting. It might seem as if we spoke. But we didn't. But the one thing I knew from the time Annie spoke, Emmanuel spoke, every word came this morning. I knew God has been positioning this church for this season. As a child of God, what is your ultimate desire? What is your ultimate desire? You know, for me, my ultimate desire is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Because every time we talk about it, I'm, I desire to see God face to face. And you know, Moses desired to see God face to face. And God said to him, if you see me, you will die. And I believe there's going to come a time and a day we're going to see God face to face. We're going to rejoice around his throne. And we, but it needs to take what happens now. This is the preparation ground. You know, when Pastor was speaking about Jesus and, and, and how he had to prepare, he had to prepare 30 years for three years of ministry, for three days for a personal vision to be fulfilled. His personal vision was only three days, but it was 30 years of preparation, three years of public ministry for three days of personal. And we sometimes give up. Every one of us, sometime or the other, we have said, I want to be more and more like Jesus. And if to be more and more like Jesus, what does it mean? To be the Son of God. To be like the Son of God. Everything that He did. I believe that, that what we have allowed over the seasons, or over the time, is we've allowed the world to dictate what we do. The things that we do in our, in our, in our homes. You know, if you look at our family and what we, what we do, we allow spirits to, to control us sometimes. And this morning I entitled my message, Who are you? Who are you? If you begin to understand who you are, you know what is required of you. You know, uh, when I looked at it, there, was, there, there were three things that really played on my mind for a while. Every time I tried to change the word that I was getting, I, uh, three times I, I over, I moved it around, and, and I tried to, tried to link it to that, and then God kept coming back to the word that there's a spirit of a servant, a spirit of a friend and a spirit of a son. A spirit of a servant does things where there will be a reward. And sometimes we've done that, where we would reward our children to do chores at home. So we bring that into the house of God as well. We want to be rewarded for what we're doing. But because remember, your reward is never. God has already 
determine the reward for you. It's not what you get in the physical. Sometimes we focus so much on the physical, we, we forget that we are spiritual beings in a physical body. We're connected to God. We're part of the family of God. The next one is the spirit of a friend. The spirit of a friend is one that will, will always be with you when things are going well. We've noticed it. That spirit is in the church. It's evident. When we went through this pandemic, uh, pandemic we saw that we say when, when days are dark, friends are few. You saw that when the church was in a time of turmoil, you, you, people went coming into church. They were finding excuses to be because it was a spirit of a friend that you were carrying. The spirit where you are known, where, where, when things are not going well, when things don't look well, I can walk away from it. I'll come back when it's good. And that's not what God is looking. God is looking for a people that would make themselves available. Come on, people. We need to get real. We need to get excited about what God is doing in the season. Because in this house, we can declare the Spirit of God moves. And it moves because there is a connection to it. It doesn't matter what season you are, what season we're experiencing. But it's about God moving because His hand and His eyes are over you. You know the spirit of the Son, I believe we, we, we've said it time and time again, I want to be more and more like Jesus. And when we look, we, I'm going to look at the spirit of the Son and we're going to go through it and you see what the spirit of the Son does. I just want to take your attention and just read from, from John 17 verses 24 to 26. Uh, this is Jesus here and he's saying, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am. And to see my glory, the glory that you have given me, because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you. And they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and I will continue to make you known, in order that the love you have for me may be in them, that I myself may be in them. A son, as a son, you represent your father. Yeah. As a son, you cover your father's nakedness. As a son, your priority is to carry the family legacy. As a son, you have an inheritance. As a friend, as a servant, there's no inheritance. We say we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. We need to operate as a son. You can't enjoy the benefits of a son being a servant or being a friend. Father's us, I believe that we have been called to do the work of God on the earth. We have been set apart because of the burden on the heart of the man of God in this house. But I want to bring you a warning this morning. Every person that is connected to this house, you have been called for a time such as this. But you have a choice. Whether deliverance will be brought to this nation and the nations of the, world, the earth, if you choose not to, deliverance will come from another willing person. And you will be cut off this generation and the generations after you. There will be no remembrance of you. I believe that this house is a multi-generation building church, this house. And those who are connected and stay connected will reap the covenantal benefits. The whole earth is earnestly waiting in anticipation for the sons of God to arise. Are you a son of God this morning? Is it in your heart to do all that is placed on your heart? You know, we want to, we as, we as uh, 
people, we like to hear the good things. We like to hear that we'll be blessed. We like to hear that we'll, everything that we require will be given. But we don't like to make a sacrifice. We don't like to sacrifice in order for us to receive all, every word that was prophesied over your life. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man. God, God said, whatever he said in his word, he will do. Whatever he said he will do. This morning I want you to know, whatever was spoken over your life, will come to fruition, but you've got to stay connected. The word that was given in this house, you've got to stay connected to this house. I'm going to urge you this morning, if you can come into church and join in the fellowship with the family of God, do so. This is not about, there is about to be a special release of grace over this house. I believe you and your family will be blessed beyond measure in every area of your lives and the generations to follow. I believe I have not seen here, I have not uh, Neither has it entered into the heart of man, the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those that love Him. I know we are people that love God because we see it in the way, way, way you live your life. We see it. We know that you love God. But this morning, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you. You know, you know, we say we are family of God, and 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 I shared a, a little in one of my conversations with one of a good friend of mine. We're talking about people coming into church and, 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 and the way with the pandemic it's been like people finding reasons not to be in the house of God so they say you know I am the, this person, I am the temple of God and where I go God resides in me so whether I sit in my home and I, and I praise God and I worship Him that's what God is there, I agree I agree that's true, wherever you go He is but you know what, this is your family of God, in the house that you belong to in the local assembly that's the family of God. The four walls you see makes a home. We, you need to come. Families come together. So your excuse of saying that I need to be alone or in my, in my home, you're saying I'm not part of the family of God. This, this might be, and people say it's just the four walls, it's a building. But God also resides. Families need to come together. We need to come together so we build each other. And that's what happens when we come. Iron sharpens iron. The, the challenges that you go through, in order for the fulfillment of the plan and the vision and the purpose of God, you need to be in one place, in one accord. That's where the, the Holy Spirit was first released, when everyone came in one accord. And this is why it's important to come into the house of God. So I'm not, I, I urge you this morning, come, come in. And I mean, I'm not asking you to, 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 to not be careful and, and, and just take risks and stuff, but if you're able to come in, you follow, we follow every other uh, uh, procedures when we go, we can go shopping, we can go in, into malls, we, can, we follow that, we use our masks and whatever, but to come into the house of God, we find an excuse, we say it's a, it's a small and close place with people, I mean, I can guarantee you that the pandemic is not in the house, it's not in the house, it will not be in the church, if it comes, it'll come from outside, when we go to malls, when we, we let our guards down, we touch handrails, whatever, we, we, we're so scared to come into a place that's been prepared for you, but we're able to go wherever we are. We want to. Today, I'm going to urge you that you, you find yourself in the place. Today, we live by faith, longing to see God face to face, but content to see His goodness. We can talk to Him in prayer, know Him through His word, experience Him through the fellowship of His people, knowing that someday soon we will see Him face to face. Amen. I pray you were blessed.
So Lord, bless Lord. Come on, let's just stand together. Let's thank God for the servants that have shared the word of the Lord with us. We're going to pray a prayer of blessing over them today. Father, we come before you. We bring Pastor Margie before you. We bring Lorenzo and we bring Neil before you. Annie that shared the invocation. Lord, we pray, oh God, just a blessing. We pray, Lord, that you will take them deeper in your word, that you cause them to grow, you cause them to understand, you cause them to see the purposes of God being fulfilled even in their lives. And so we pray your covering over them. This morning, even as we bring our tithes and offerings before you, you love, oh God, a cheerful giver. And so I declare tonight, this morning, that we are cheerful givers. Thank you that you said you would rebuke the devourer for our name's sake. Thank you, Lord, that you said you will bless the works of our hands. And we know today that the seed that leaves our hand will never leave our life. It will fulfill. You said in your word, cast your bread upon the waters, and after many a day it will return to us. So we thank you. We thank you for a return. We thank you for an increase. We thank you for divine provisions in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.